Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! What's up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Appreciate you rolling with us here on your Thursday. If you're watching on TV or on the app and you don't see me, Coulter Nuanez, in the ESPN Montana studio, it's because I'm not there. I had to take care of a little family uh, emergency, so I'm on the road, but we still have a full jam-packed show for you. You'll be hearing... Plenty from me. You won't even know I'm gone. And appreciate Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton, uh, Tommy Evans, and everybody there at Missoula Broadcast Academy for uh, helping out and uh, helping steer the ship as I, uh, you know, go take care of the fam, family first, right? And uh, have no fear, though. We have a full jam-packed show for you today. We'll get things started with our latest Across the Sidelines. It's presented by Vance Thompson Vision. We'll interview Charlie Raggle. He's the first-year head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. ISU hosts Montana on Saturday. Uh, the Bengals off to basically the opposite start of the Grizzlies. Idaho State's 0-4. Uh, back-to-back tough losses in games that they maybe were hopeful of being competitive in or winning against Central Arkansas in Pocatello and the last week in Greeley against Northern Colorado. They lost their conference opener 35-14 to Northern Colorado. So uh, what's up with the Bengals? What are the challenges Charlie Regal's facing in his first year? We'll dive into that. We're also going to hear from Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Our Houck highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller Law. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that Idaho State matchup. And to round out our number one, we're going to hear from Tom Carter. He's a senior 
running back and defensive back for Helena Capital. Capital, the last unbeaten team in Class AA. The Bruins take on Calspell Glacier this upcoming weekend, so another primetime matchup here uh, in the western part of the state. And Capital off to a 5-0 start. Tom Carter's been a huge reason. He scored eight rushing touchdowns. He's also been phenomenal defensively. And Capital, they have a veteran and uh, really solid, steady group of seniors that's led the way so far to this great start. And uh, in hour number two, we'll hear from a couple different uh, voices from um, with, with good perspective on the opponents for both the Grizz and the Bobcats. We'll hear from Greg Woods. He's the beat writer for Idaho State at the Idaho State Journal. Andrew Houghton caught up with him uh, earlier this week. And we'll also hear from Scott Marsh, the play-by-play man for UC Davis. Uh, Scott and I caught up earlier this week as well. And then we'll hear from one of the incoming Grizz recruits as well. I'm going to let Andrew and uh, Jeff decide which one we're going to hear from. Be a little dealer's choice action, but the University of Montana has got a couple recent incoming commits. Uh, So we'll hear from one of those young men as well. And uh, if we have some time, we'll also talk a little baseball as well. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have, give Brent and his team a call today. You want to be a part of the show? You can always stream us, text us, call us, look us up on the internet, all of the fun ways you can engage. 1029ESPN.com is our station website. There you'll find links to the live stream as well as the podcast and a a bunch of other stuff there on 1029ESPN.com. You can also download the ESPN Montana app, watch this show live and archived anywhere around the planet Earth at any time. So please get that in your life. It'll be great for your habits. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. And like we do every Thursday, we got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warren's Market. But rather than delaying and uh, maybe not getting it in, let's do it right now. Right off the top here on Nuanas Now, we got a six-pack of beer of your choice, a sandwich of your choice, Courtesy of Warden's Market. Warden's Market is Missoula's oldest grocery store. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now and call number three. We got a free six-pack of beer and a free sandwich for you, courtesy of Warden's Market. Montana opens up as a 36.5-point favorite in Pocatello. This is... Uh, I believe Montana's first trip to Pokey to take on Idaho State since Bobby Houck's return to Montana ahead of the 2018 season. Last time these two teams played was in 2019 uh, when Rob Fennessy was still the head coach at Idaho State. He is now back on Bobby Houck's staff. He was the OC at Montana from 2003 until 2009. And then uh, he's been an offensive analyst here at at Montana uh, for this season. And uh, some good feedback from Coach Houck on what that's meant to the program. But Idaho State's, uh, they've been in a tough spot. Uh, I think that uh, Rob Fennessy did an okay job there at Idaho State, given what he had at his disposal. And I think it's a job where the coach is probably a little far down the list in terms of the the uh, challenges that the football program faces. They've struggled for a long time. Uh, they've struggled from a recruiting perspective. They've struggled from a, a learning how to win perspective. 
And Charlie Raggle, to his credit, is uh, not avoiding any of those talking points. He talked about all those things pretty extensively with me. Here's our Across the Sidelines. It's presented by Vance Thompson Vision. From the sidelines to the end zone, catch every play with your best vision. With world-class eye surgeons, friendly professional care, and the most advanced technology available, you can trust Vance Thompson Vision to help you achieve your best possible vision. Whether it's LASIK, cataracts, or glaucoma, Vance Thompson Vision's team of experts can help you see every play with clear vision. Visit VanceThompsonVision.com to learn more and call to schedule a consultation, 866-620-EYES. Vance Thompson Vision, helping you see across the sideline all season long. Charlie Rego here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN Montana app. Well, time now for our Across the Sidelines, where we profile... Coaches that are taking on either Montana or Montana State, the University of Montana, heads to Pocatello, Idaho on Saturday to take on Idaho State. We're joined now by first-year head coach at ISU, Charlie Raggle. Coach, thanks for being with us, man. First of all, to start with uh, this season overall and uh, just taking over this job, what has surprised you? What have been the challenges? And uh, what are you working on specifically? What are you looking at, uh, at Idaho, for Idaho State now coming into week two of Big Sky Conference play? Well, first of all, Coulter, thanks for having me. Um, you know, I think when you, you talk about uh, any time you're taking over a program that there's always going to be hidden challenges and uh, obstacles that, you you know, that you have to overcome. And, you know, I think just historically, you know, this program has, has been one that struggled. And I think that when you uh, look at our roster, there's not, a, um, there's not a lot of players on the roster that have had success. And so uh, just understanding, you know, what it really takes to win and how you carry yourself as a winner. You know, you win, as, as we talk about all the time in the program, you win long before you act. The byproduct of the actual win comes long before the actual win. You know, it's the, the ability to carry yourself, talk like a winner, work like a winner, think like a winner, live like a winner. Uh, those are all an accumulation of things that you have to do in order to win. And we just haven't done enough of that historically here at, at ISU and so it, it's something that we have to work on every single day and it's a mentality and a mindset that that we're trying to uh you know force upon our players and not that they don't want to win but as I told them wanting to win you know everybody wants to win but are are you doing the things that it takes to win you know there's a big difference between the two and uh so we're just continuing to focus on that and uh and then as far as you know uh the season is, is gone so far we're, we're close you know i'd be uh it, you know i'd be lying to you if it didn't say we were we were frustrated at sitting at 0-4 and i didn't expect we'd be 0-4 at this particular point but uh you know it, it would be one thing if we were getting blown out in every game that we played in but we've been close except for unlv and i know you know you look at the score at san diego state but anybody that watched that game you know we took our starters out at the end of the, the third quarter they were up 24 7 but we dropped a touchdown in the on the three you know from the three yard line and we had a touchdown overturned on, on on a call which was the right call but we could have very easily been 21 21 at the end of that third quarter so we played those guys extremely tough and i think if you watch the film they can see that and then uh we came home to central arkansas where we moved the ball up and down the field had a lot of sets couldn't convert in the red zone and uh ultimately that game got away from us and then you know last uh saturday against northern colorado extremely close game and, and you're talking probably four or five plays that we didn't make and they did and, and that's why we said at 0-4 but uh, so the frustrating thing is that it's been close and we're right there but we just haven't been able to knock the door down.
the art of learning how to win. I mean, it's something that is so important in sports, oftentimes so elusive as well. You've won at, at level, different levels of football, though, throughout your life, whether it's at Chaparral High School there in Arizona or uh, in the Pac-12, most recently at Cal. Uh, so in your estimation, what is the cultivation process of that like? I mean, how do you how do you go about building it? I know it is sort of elusive, and if we had an easy answer for this, everybody would be winning every weekend, but that's just not the case. So uh, how do you go about sort of instilling that? How do you go about sort of cultivating that amongst your team yeah i think it's a great question and you're right if i could bottle that up and sell it i'd be a very rich man and <laughs> and trust me every day i'm trying to figure that out and if i ever do i'll, I'll share the recipe with you um but uh you know i think in all seriousness i, I think that the reality is, is like i said it it has to be in every facet of your life you know you have to you have to really understand that winning has to be something that you have to be consumed with and you know nobody you know nobody likes to lose but you have to want to win way way more and and it's you know it, it starts in the off season you know and then it's in every facet of our program and then when it it ultimately comes to you know winning on the playing field as i told the players they're the ones that hold the key because we're not the ones out there executing the plays on saturday and if we put you in a bad position and, and we get whooped because of that i'll be the first guy to tell you that but we've been in position and the kids know it they see it on film we just haven't been able to close that out and i i think you know you have to surround yourself with winners you know as a coach you have to surround yourself with the staff that's winners and as players we have to surround our players you know i think it's in important in recruiting a lot of times to try and find players that come from winning programs because they understand what the standard is. And, uh, you know, we're just in a, in a, a position right now where we don't have that luxury yet, but uh, it's coming and, uh, and, and we will get it. It's just, uh, it's not here right now. Well, one program that has won about as much as anybody in college football over the last 25 to 30 years is the University of Montana. And Bobby Houck himself, uh, a win percentage around 85%. I think he's got up to 112 wins now uh, after their victory a, a, a week ago. Uh, so what do you think of just the, the juggernaut that's coming to Pocatello then on Saturday? And how do you sort of gauge the Grizz program? Is it sort of a measuring stick for you uh, since they have been consistently pretty darn good for a really long time? Well, the first thing we're going to do is try and flatten the tires when they, they land and get on the bus so that they can't get to the stadium. But I uh, <laughs> uh, still they'll find a way here. But, you know, I've known Bobby for a long time. Uh, shoot, I, I was just telling these guys in here when I did an earlier interview. Um, you know, he signed one of my players when I was the head coach of Chaparral back in 2007. I actually met him in 2006 at the Insight.com Bowl. Uh, him and his brother were at the game, and they were actually sitting behind us. And uh, uh, we told, we introduced ourselves. We got to talking and, and told him we had a player. They came by, followed up, and he, he ultimately ended up signing with uh, Montana and played there for a couple of years and, and had some decent success. You know, and it's funny, you know, because I, I had this conversation uh, with my, uh, and I have, I have a tremendous amount of respect for for the University of Montana. I played there as a, a 1995. I don't want to date myself, but uh, our, my beloved Eastern New Mexico Greyhounds came in and got a taste of the old Dave Dickinson era, and that didn't end well for the Greyhounds. But uh, uh, and that is just after they finished the the first addition onto the stadium. Um, you know, when Bobby left Montana, and I said this to my AD the other day. Um, and he went to UNLV, he did not have a tremendous amount of success. Bobby could tell you off the, off, you know, why that was. But I, I have a very good idea, as I said to my athletic director, Bobby Houck's a great football coach. He didn't cross the Nevada state line and forget all of his football. You know, at the time, they didn't have the resources. 
They didn't have the facilities. They were playing in a stadium off campus. There's things that you have to have in place to help you um, be successful. Now, you got to go coach it. you got to build the culture. You have to do the things as a coach. But when you have the infrastructure in place, it certainly helps you. And, and you know, you have to have a catalyst for that. And he's been that. Uh, he's developed, a, a, obviously, a huge uh uh, hugely successful culture, and he's driven that thing to you know an elite level, and and he deserves all of the credit. But the University of Montana, the state of Montana, for their buy-in and and understanding the value of what a successful uh, football program brings to the state, all you can sit back as a person who who has been successful, and 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 you're right, I've won everywhere I've been. I know how to win. You certainly appreciate other winners in the University of Montana and the state of Montana are certainly that. Charlie Rangel joining us. He's the first-year head coach of the Idaho State Bengals, or they host at the University of Montana on Saturday uh, in Pocatello. Uh, and, Coach, let's talk about this this specific game. First of all, I know that uh, you're down a couple quarterbacks there. Uh, so what do you think of Sage Groundhauer, and, and what do you like about him? What, what gives you confidence in him, and uh, how, how big of a challenge is that when, uh, you know, you, you thought you had Tyler Vanderwall, who, in my estimation, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, and now you're down to a, a third guy that hasn't played a lot of football. So uh, how do you go about making a game plan for a young guy uh, making his first start. Well, first of all, do you got any eligibility left? Well, I'm a center coach, so you definitely don't want me throwing the ball. <laughs> well, hey, right now we're taking all comers. No, <laughs> hey, you know, I still weigh about as much as I did back in the day, so uh, that, that could uh, maybe help you a little bit, but you don't want me throwing the ball anywhere, I promise. Part of being successful is consistency, man. You got to be a model of consistency, so I can certainly appreciate that. You know, in all seriousness, Sagan is, is, is an older guy, and he's been around the program, and he's played, you know, in several games here at ISU. So he's not a newcomer, and he's not going to be intimidated, intimidated that we're playing Montana. You know, this kid is savvy. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I said from the very beginning when, when I got the job and assessed our quarterbacks that we had three really good quarterbacks. We're going to talk about the top two because those are the two guys that, and, you know, Tyler was the you know, ultimately the starter, but it was really a one and one a because him and Hunter were battling it out through, through fall camp. And, and uh, we ultimately went with, with Tyler, he won the job, but it was by a, a whisker. And so, you know, when he went down, obviously terrible for him, uh, but we thought, you know, Hey, we're going to be just fine with Hunter. And, you know, uh, we've got a lot of confidence in Sagan. He can make all the throws. Um, he's, he's a different type of quarterback. He's not going to be as, as active as, um, uh, you know, Hunter Hayes was. We're not going to run him like, like, you know, we did with Hunter. But he can make all the throws. And, uh, you know, for him, it's just about making good decisions where to go with the football and protecting the football. And if the, if the plays aren't there in terms of the passing game, throwing the ball away and not, not you know, uh, turn it into turnovers. Uh, but we have a lot of confidence in him and uh, we're, we're excited, uh, you know, for him on, on Saturday. And the Montana defense, uh, it took me, I got to say, Coach, about 30 games worth of analyzing it to figure out what the hell they're actually even doing. Uh, it's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of movement. And uh, But really, when you really watch it and break it down, they're just trying to do the same thing, and that is go as hard as they possibly can, run to the football uh, with a lot of aggressiveness and, and really put a ton of pressure on the quarterback and, and everybody that might get the ball in the backfield. What's the formula, though? I mean, how do you go about uh, preparing for a defense like this? Because it is sort of unorthodox and I uh, just so high pressure. Yeah, um, and and you're right. I think that's uh, you know part of the characteristics that Bobby's instilled there. You know that those kids play with the swagger and and, and deservedly so. That is Montana. You know, and and that reeks of success. Uh, 
you know, they play hard for 60 minutes in all three phases of their game. Uh, at the same time now, you know, we've played UNLV and San Diego State, and, and San Diego State is a, a very uh, similar defense in the sense that they're, they're going to come out of those stack positions and, and uh, bring, uh, as we say, pressure from the chimney, through the chimney, off the top of the roof, uh, under the house, every which way they can bring it, they're going to bring it. But uh, So we've seen that. You know, uh, I think that is an advantage for us that we did play San Diego State and see a, a similar type of uh, defense. Um, I think Montana plays extremely hard, and uh, I think that, you know, they're obviously giving you the multiple fronts, we have to be able to protect against those, and we have to have minimal bust against that pressure because they do a very good job of, uh, of bringing that pressure. And on the other side of the ball, Montana's office is across the sidelines, by the way, presented by Vance Thompson Vision, Charlie Ragel, first-year head coach of Idaho State, uh, joining us to preview the uh, Grizz at Idaho State game on uh, Saturday in Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, the Grizz offense has been humming along pretty darn good. I know that the, the scoring numbers maybe are a little skewed because they have scored on defense several times. They've scored on special teams several times. They've also gotten a couple safeties. So a lot of points coming in a lot of different ways for the offense, but or for the Grizzlies at least, but the offense itself have been operating uh, pretty efficiently. So what's your take on Montana's offense? Well, I, I think that they do a really good job with the, the personnel that they have. You know, I, I, when you watch their quarterback, uh, he's more of a runner than he is a thrower, and, and uh, they do a good job of uh, exploiting his strengths. Um, you know, not to, not to say that they're not going to throw the ball, but, uh, you know, um, you know, they're going to take their shots down the field. We expect that. Uh, but, you know, with his his feet and as active as he is, you know, and them running the option in, in di- different ways to get to it and making defenses play assignment football, uh, you know, that that's challenging. So I think any time, uh, as I was saying earlier, any time you have a, uh, a quarterback that can run and beat you with his feet, you know, you have to you're forced to play 11 on 11 football. So we have to contain him and and, and try and minimize uh, explosive runs, whether it be from him or the running backs who who do a very nice job of just, you know, um, they just, they just perform, you know, their running backs are, are good running backs and they just get the job done. And there's a lot to be said for that in college football. So we, we've got to minimize or take away. I don't know if we can take it away, but certainly minimize the explosive plays, especially in the run game. Last thing for you then, Coach, uh, keys to the game for Idaho State. What matchups do you like and, and what are the main principles you want to see play out uh, for you guys with Montana coming to town? Yeah, well, I think defense – well, first of all, let me say this. We, we, we've got to win the turnover battle, plain, plain and uh, simple. Uh, that's the number one statistic in winning and losing is turnover. So we have to win that battle. I think for our defense is that we, we've got to minimize explosive plays, period. We have to tackle well, and then just as I said, we've got to try and minimize the run game, whether it be from their running backs or their, their, their quarterback. Um, and then I think, you know, on the offensive side of the ball for us, we have to, as we, we just mentioned a little bit ago, uh, we have to be stout in our protection and not give up uh, uh, a plethora of quarterback sacks. And then we've got to try, and I think we have a pretty good receiving core and we've got to try and take advantage of, you know, our receivers are, are, are pretty good, and we've got to try and uh, use our, uh, that, uh, you know, strength of ours to our advantage, and, and hopefully we can do so on Saturday. He's Charlie Ragel, first-year head coach of Idaho State, making his debut here on Nuana is now the first of many, at least we hope so. Coach, you're welcome back anytime. I uh, love chatting ball with you, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Best of luck on Saturday. Yeah, Coulter, appreciate you having me. And uh, as we say down here, TTM, tackle the moment. And uh, I know the Montana people don't want to hear it, but go Bengals. Take care, man.
There you go. It's Charlie Raggle, head coach of the Idaho State Bengals. Across the sidelines on Nuanez now presented by Vance Thompson Vision. You'll notice this isn't Coulter Nuanez coming to you live on 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. I'm Andrew Houghton. Coulter Nuanez hitting the road today, going to deal with some family stuff in Coeur d'Alene. You'll still hear plenty of Coulter. Don't worry about that, including on our next segment. Charlie Raggle's got quite a program, quite a project in front of him at Idaho State. Thanks to him for coming on and sharing some of his insight there on what he needs to do to make that program successful. The guy who's coming up next is in the exact opposite situation. Bobby Houck and the Montana Grizzlies are rolling, rolling. Colter Nuanez has got your weekly Houck highlights presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Coming up next, this is Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. That one was a shock. I couldn't believe it when the news came across last night. Coolio... Iconic 90s, early 2000s rapper, Gangster's Paradise, Fantastic Voyage, and several more hits dead last night at 59. What awful news, a unique, iconic rapper and figure in the mid-90s and late 90s. Rest in peace to Coolio. We're back with you on Nuanez Now. ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana, and the ESPN MT app. You'll notice again that I am not Colter Nuanez. Andrew Houghton bringing you the show today from the ESPN Montana studios. Colter's on the road in Coeur d'Alene, dealing with some family stuff, so we're giving him some space. And he'll be back with you tomorrow. Don't worry about that. And you'll also hear plenty of Colter on today's show, including on this segment. Our weekly Hauk highlights, Coulter going one-on-one with Bobby Hauk, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, the Grizz on the road this weekend in Pocatello, Idaho, a place that I've got some familiarity with. Worked down at the Idaho State Journal covering Idaho State football for a couple years before coming back up here and finding myself at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. The Montana Grizzlies haven't been down to Pocatello, I believe, in Bobby Hauk's second tenure, so this will be a little bit of a unique experience for the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, at least in his second go-around with the Grizz. Here's Bobby Houck with Colter Nuanez 
this week's Hawk Highlights, presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Down here at uh, the River Bowl with Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Uh Coach, first of all, Idaho State kind of a, a, a old-school Big Sky team, a, a team that has been in the league for a long time. So um, even though they've had kind of ups and downs as a program, it seems like when Idaho State's on the schedule, people are talking about it. So, I mean, do you like playing these traditional Big Sky Conference teams? Yeah, I think they're an original member like us. Yeah. So this is a long-time series, and I think one of the cool things about college football is playing people that you play for long, for decades. And so it's a, it's always a great game. If we look at the record, uh, obviously it's, you know, 4-0 versus 0-4, but I know you guys don't ever want to overlook anybody, but how do you emphasize to your guys that exact element that this is still, you know, a Division One Big Sky Conference football team? Well, we only have one game this week, and, and whoever we play better have our full attention. Can you define what Charlie Raggle wants the style to be there? I mean, do they have any sort of an identity right now, or is it too hard to tell four games in? You know, that's probably a question for Charlie. Sure, right. Um, yeah, I don't I mean, I know they're, everybody's week-to-week in this business. You're trying to find ways to get a win on the weekend. The logistics of this trip, will you guys bus down there? We will. Is this the first bus trip of the year? Uh, yeah, it's only the second trip. We didn't bust Indiana. Yeah, right. I, I guess Indiana would be a little far to bust to. Uh, do, I mean, do you like there? Is there an element of camaraderie that happens on the bus, or do you like uh, being on the road? Oh, you know, how guys are this day and age. They're all uh, they're all in their phones, so <laughs> they don't, they can't bring their phones to dinner, so they have to talk. Any crossover with the fact that Rob Fennessy was at uh, Idaho State? Does that give you any uh, any leg up or any sort of scouting, at least personnel wise? Yeah, I mean, with between Rob and, and uh, Roger Grizz Cooper, they've they've known pretty good uh, bit about their personnel, so that's helped. And with a quarterback uh, that hasn't played much, is that an interesting scout? Or how do you go about def- uh, dissecting a guy that's played so little football, has so little on film? Well, you, you don't. I mean, you can't. There's no film to watch or not a ton of film to watch. So you always got to be wary of those guys. I got an old coaching buddy who uh, was coaching against Notre Dame, and they knocked out the first two quarterbacks, and they thought that uh, they had him. And then the third guy came in, and that was Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Bobby Young joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. I, I can't think of any other examples of guys that have maybe played for you or played for the Grizz that have played at other Big Sky Conference schools. It's kind of a new dynamic. You got Jaden Dawson, though, going back to Pocatello. So um, can you think of any other examples? And and also, though, I mean, what do you think of that dynamic, the fact that he's playing against his old team? I can't think of anybody else that we've had that uh, scenario, but uh, that's college football in 2022. I mean, is it weird? Do you like that, or what do you think of that? You know, like I said, it doesn't matter whether I like it or not. It's it's how it is today. We kind of just got a, a deal with it. Montana and Idaho State on Saturday. Uh, last thing for you then, Coach, what are the keys for your team if you're going to go to Pocatello and get your first road win to Big Sky season? Well, it's it's like they always are. we got to win the turnover battle, and we got to stop the run, and we got to run the ball. If we can do those things, we'll have a good chance. So there you go. That's your Hauk Highlights, a one-on-one interview with Montana head football coach Bobby Hauk each week here on Nuanas Now. It's presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. Ryan Holloway and Miller Law Firm has established a strong, well-earned reputation with their respected attorneys in criminal defense and personal injury. Nate Holloway can handle the most complex criminal defense cases, while Paul Ryan is known for his high acumen for DUI cases. Angie Miller has a biology degree, which gives her an elevated expertise in evaluating personal injury medical malpractice cases. Together, the trio can help you no matter your legal need. Case evaluation is free, and the phone line is always open 24-7. Ryan, Holloway, and Miller, your Montana attorneys. There you go, Bobby Houck on the Houck Highlights. 
with Colter Nuanez here on Nuanez Now. Many thanks to Bobby Houck uh, for giving us a little time each week for Coulter to get some one-on-one time with him outside of the regular Monday press conference. Thanks to the guys at the Montana Athletics Department. And thanks, of course, to Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys, for sponsoring the Houck Highlights. Interesting game this week. You know there's not a lot in it. The Grizz are favored. I think the opening line was 36.5 over Idaho State down there at Holt Arena this week. So you look at that and you think, well, there's not a lot in this. The Grizz are going to probably steamroll them, and I think they probably will. But Charlie Raggle in his first year as Idaho State's head coach, trying to figure out what he wants to do with that Idaho State program and the Bengals, as you heard from both Charlie Raggle and Bobby Houck, already down to their third-string quarterback, Sagan Gronauer. We'll have plenty more on that game later in today's show. I caught up with Greg Woods who's the Idaho State beat writer for the Idaho State Journal down there in Pocatello. So we'll diagnose even more of what you need to know about the Bengals this week. That's a 1 p.m. kickoff Saturday down there in Holt Arena in Pocatello, Idaho. But now we're going to switch into some high school football. It's been a great high school football season so far around the state. Helena... Helena Capital, the last unbeaten team left in Class AA. We'll catch up with Tom Carter from the Bruins right after this break. Keep it right here. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Television. Well, if you put myself and Jeff Safford in charge of the show, you're going to get a little bit more recent rap music than we usually get around here on Nuanez Now. This is Nuanez Now. I'm not Coulter Nuanez, though. Andrew Houghton bringing you the show today live from the ESPN Montana studios here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company locally owned and operated and proud of it. Coulter's off uh, visiting some family in Coeur d'Alene. You're still, you're still hearing plenty of him on today's show, including in this bit. Helena Capital's been the story of the high school football season so far. The Bruins undefeated, the last undefeated team in Class AA. After Sentinel's 25-game winning streak, which was heading up into historic territory, was snapped last week. Tom Carter, one of the stars... For the Bruins, this is a kid who, one of the fastest players in the state. I know he's gone under 11 seconds in the 100 meters back in the track season. He's picking up a lot of yards for the Bruins. Tom Carter here from Helena Capital on our Prep Extra segment with Colton Juanez. Time now for our Prep Extra, our second Prep Extra of the week, and we're heading in now to the second month of the high school football season, and we have one count on one. Last double-A team that remains undefeated. It's the Helena Capital Bruins. We're joined now by Helena Capital senior Tom Carter. Tom, thanks for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. First of all, uh, just take us through uh, this season so far. I, I had Coach Mahelish on the show uh, in August, and uh, he really liked the work ethic and, and sort of the, the um, build up to this season, all the all the dedication you guys had in the offseason. But just tell me about you and your uh, group. I mean, how, how much has this senior class been preparing for this year, and what do you think of the start you guys are on? Well, we've been working since 
since middle school, like from when I first remember showing up at 6 a.m. every morning. And we've always emphasized the we, not me thing here at Capitol, just putting the team first. And everyone really bought into that. Into that. I think that's why we're doing so well right now. What have been the keys to this great start? Because you guys have had some great wins, including last week, a big-time win uh, over Kalispell Glacier. So uh, what has been going well? What have you guys been doing well uh, just as a team, as a squad? Uh, we've just been, you know, playing together super well. And, like, one person messes up and another guy steps up, you know. And we always make sure to, like, pick each other up when someone's at fault or if you have a great game, you know, you don't hear about it. It was thanks to the O-line for the for the great rushing game, thanks to the quarterback for throwing the ball, you know. And that's, I think, a huge advantage that you guys have, too, is such good play on the lines. Watching you guys, uh, excellent offensive line play, excellent defensive line play as well. As a guy that gets to carry the ball out of the backfield, what's it like playing behind that offensive front? Oh, it's awesome playing around those Big old guys, you you get giant lanes and you just get in the open field and you're able to make a play when you got guys like that in front of you. Take me through last week's game then, a uh, back and forth and uh, probably the most you guys have been tested four games into the year there at Helena Capital. So um, how were you able to come out on top against Glacier? Um, we, we came out pretty flat. I don't think we we're ready to go. But when that half down, I think it was two scores. And we got, we got a talk into all right. But we came out ready, you know, and we had a uh, – full confidence that we were going to come back after coming out of the half because you know we put in so much work we knew our guys would be ready to come out and climb back and get the win tom carter joining us here on nuanas now espn radio swx montana television and the espn montana app he is a senior there at helena capital high school uh tom take me through uh your junior year coming into this year on a, on a personal level i know you had some outstanding times in track and field maybe the state meet at least in the 100 meters didn't go how you wanted but you got the great uh, finish in the 200 meters as well so uh, how did that sort of spark you and influence you uh, was that a motivating factor this off season oh yeah it's just always a goal to get better you know and just go to work with the guys and uh just stay committed and focus on the the end goal you know let's get that championship you have such a, a deep uh, and rich family history in the state of Montana. I know your dad, Lee, has been a great uh, coach there at uh, Capitol for a really long time, and, and your grandfather, Lon, as well, an outstanding coach and, and member of the Montana sports community. So how does that influence you uh, now competing with the Bruins? I mean, it's been a part of your life. I'm sure you've been hearing about Capitol sports forever. So how does it influence your mindset? Oh, yeah. Ever since I was little, you know, ball boying for the football team, going to all the track meets with my grandpa, it's just something I've always really looked forward to, and I'm just grateful to be able to take advantage of it now. Obviously, it means so much to each individual, but, I mean, does it come with extra? Does it, is there any pressure? Is there any uh, standard that you're trying to live up to since you do have such a, a good family name there at the high school? Uh, yeah, I feel a little bit of pressure, you know, but they've always told me, like, just do you, you know. It's just the last name. Like, do what you do and play hard, run hard, and everything will be all right. Tom Carter joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, we've had your sister on the show a couple times, Elena Carter, and she has been uh, such a, a breakout athlete at Montana State. She was very good uh, as a sophomore, but then this last year really took the big sky by storm, one of the best athletes in the entire league. So what have you thought as her younger brother just watching your big sis? Oh, it's awesome. Seeing her success and like growing up with her, I saw all the work she put in, you know, and it, it definitely motivates me to do that as well. It's just great seeing it all pay off. 
Absolutely. Well, let's talk about this weekend's game. Uh, you got the Bulldogs coming to town. I think Butte is one of the hardest teams to gauge because they played a tough schedule. They've been a little bit up and down, but they are coming off a win last week. They're sitting there at 3-2, and two, and Butte's always tough. So uh, what have you seen out of the Bulldogs this week? What do you think of the preparation, and uh, what do you think of this matchup on Friday in Helena? Uh, it'll be a tough one for sure. Butte's a great team. They've got great coaches. they got athletes around the ball. We're, we're just going to try to do us, you know, like run the football, throw it when we got to, and then defense, you know, just play as a unit. That front's gonna gonna be great. Our secondary, we're, we've been consistent. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be a good game. Butte High going to Helena to play at Memorial Stadium against Helena Capital, the last undefeated team in Class AA. Tom Carter joining us here for our prep extra this week here on Nuanas. Now, Tom, really appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for uh, chiming in, and uh, we'll catch up with you throughout the season. But best of luck on uh, Friday night, and keep on rolling. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Tom Carter, Helena Capital Senior, for joining us, and thanks to you for riding along with us here on your Thursday. Coulter Nuanas, Nuanas Now. Our Prep Extra is presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. Bank like a local, Montana native, or just putting down roots, Farmers State Bank will make you feel at home. They've been helping Montanans establish roots since 1907. Visit FarmersEbank.com to open an account today. There you go, Tom Carter, the undefeated Helena Capital Bruins, joining us for a little prep extra action here on Nuanez Now. I'm Andrew Houghton, welcoming you back to Nuanez Now on ESPN Radio Missoula as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. Download that ESPN MT app. If you haven't yet, it's the best way to watch the show if you're not at your TV the entire time so you can't get SWX. The ESPN Montana app, you can get it on the go. We've got some good graphics on there. We're starting to put up some other content on there, and you're going to need it for Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey getting started this Friday against Idaho, the first game of the season, and I know General Manager Tucker Sargent has talked a lot about how this team's roster is looking better than last year. So check out Grizz Hockey. You can find every game streaming live and archived on that ESPN MT app. You can get it on all iPhone and Android devices, so download that now if you haven't already. Speaking of Grizz Hockey, we got a little bit of time to kill in the first hour here. Don't have any more bits lined up, but I do have Jeff Safford, who's the voice of the Grizz Hockey team, coming off a great summer as the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads, as the Paddleheads fell just short of a Pioneer League championship. Jeff, you talked a a little bit about Grizz Hockey with Coulter yesterday on the ESPN Roundtable. Talked about the Paddleheads yesterday with Coulter on the ESPN Roundtable as well. But we've been promising you we were going to talk some Major League Baseball here, so let's flip the page into that. What an end to the season this has been in terms of Major League Baseball, in terms of some individual record chases, and I think baseball getting a little bit more publicity because of some of those record chases. Jeff, this is the perfect time to be talking about it. Aaron Judge hit 61 last night. What was your reaction to that in this entire home run chase? Well, first reaction was, finally, we had been waiting for seemingly an eternity for Judge to hit the home run, to finally do it, to finally have that huge moment, and also just knowing what 61 represents, Roger Maris, a former Yankees player, him and Mickey Mantle had that crazy season where they were both 
chasing the record, that number just so synonymous with the Yankees franchise. And seem, Judge seems like a pretty humble guy, seems a guy that doesn't seem to play hero ball too much. And you saw it the last seven games where he was up there content to just take his base and take walks. He wasn't up there trying too hard to go after that home run record. Jeff, what did you think of sort of the hullabaloo around this final ball, right? Everybody was talking about what they were going to do if they caught it. It was almost like people love talking about what they're going to do if they win the lottery. What did you think about that? And and what did you think about the ball actually ended up in the Toronto bullpen? So there was no debate on whether do you hold on to it, do you auction it off, do you give it back to Judge for a photo op and an an autograph? Uh, What did you think of all that? It was a wild circumstance. Obviously, you kind of feel for the guy that missed the ball. But then again, he will always be part of that moment. And because he didn't grab the ball. I mean, to me, almost an opposite of Steve Bartman, if you will. Steve Bartman famously dropped a foul ball in Chicago at Wrigley Field during a playoff game that almost cost the Cubs, really did in a way cost the Cubs a game against the Florida Marlins where they didn't make the World Series. But to me, he's kind of now part of this moment in baseball history. So that's kind of the trade-off for him where there was an individual that was in a bargaining war with Mark McGuire for his home run ball. It's the 70th home run ball, where I believe it sold eventually for three-plus million dollars And he wanted to meet McGuire. He refused. So then he got the three mil for selling the baseball. So I guess that's your trade-off. You get to be part of baseball history, remembered as this guy for kind of a good reason or a guy that's kind of like, eh, chasing the money, not giving Mark McGuire his home run ball. Yeah, it was a a chase that consumed the airwaves. It wasn't the only big home run chase that we've had. I really liked the cleanliness and sort of the way that the Albert Pujols 700 home run chase wrapped up. And this is one that sort of came out of nowhere because I think a lot of people before the season sort of assumed that Pujols was too far gone and wasn't going to get enough at-bats and wasn't going to hit enough home runs, frankly, to get to that 700 mark this year and what he said was going to be his last season. But he just went on a tear in the middle of the summer, put that record squarely in everybody's sights. And a couple nights ago, I think... A pretty cool night to do it at Dodger Stadium where he's played for the Dodgers after leaving the LA Angels. Hits not 699, but also 700 in the same night. What a moment, right? I mean, it's something out of a movie script, absolutely. To do it in Dodger Stadium, for one, not only had he played for the Dodgers, but also Dodger Stadium is just thought of as one of the most special kind of monuments, if you will, of baseball. There, Yankee Stadium, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, a couple of the most iconic venues in all of American sports. So to be able to do it in that yard is just special. And to do it in two at-bats in the same game, even cooler. And he had so many of, not just guys from his club, so much has been made of Yadier Molina and the old guard, so to speak, that has been together since the mid to later 2000s, playing 10-plus years together with the Cardinals. and But also had guys like Adrian Beltre there, a good friend of his, and his family in attendance there in Los Angeles, just to have all that for a guy that's seemingly, again, been a stand-up guy. Has 
done a lot for the Dominican Republic community he grew up in, hasn't been linked to a lot of other record-breaking players of the 2000s that came before him, guys like Barry Bonds, who was linked to steroids, those sorts of things. Albert Pujols, not in that category. So, what a cool deal. Yeah, and very cool to see. I think these record chases or milestone chases for guys at the end of their careers who aren't really contributing much. I mean, Albert Pujols is is a DH now. Uh, He hits really only against lefties. But it really gives us a chance to revisit their careers and revisit how great they were in their primes. And we had it early this season when Miguel Cabrera was chasing his 3,000th hit that he eventually got early this season. And we certainly had it with Pujols, all those sorts of remembrances and stats from his prime coming up. I mean, Albert Pujols is a guy who's probably one of the five greatest hitters. Maybe you can make an argument in the history of the game, one of the three greatest right-handed hitters maybe in the history of the game. So it was cool to see him get one last moment in the spotlight. I'm Andrew Houghton. This is Nuanez Now on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana and the ESPN MT app. Thank you for riding along with us here today. Colter Nuanez taking a little vacation today. So we're running the show here from the Montana Broadcasting Company studios with myself along with Jeff Safford, the voice of the Paddleheads and the voice of Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey starting its season on Friday, taking on Idaho. Here it's going to be a good Grizz Hockey team this year. I know Jeff talked about that yesterday on the ESPN Roundtable. You can catch the Grizz at Glacier Ice Rink. You can always catch them on the ESPN MT app. But if you can't get to either of those, come on up here to Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings will have every Grizz hockey game this season live on their televisions here, streaming all of the home and away games with Jeff's great calls. At Buffalo Wild Wings, you can sit back, have some wings and beer, and watch the UM hockey team dominate on the ice. That's Buffalo Wild Wings right up here on North Reserve, right across the street from the Montana Broadcasting Company studios on Radio Way. Jeff, just a couple minutes left here in this first hour. I think the Judge and the Pujols home run chases have sort of dominated the news around Major League Baseball, um, you know, the last couple weeks, the last couple months. Real quick, though, what other stories do you have your eye on coming down to the end here of this season? Well, obviously, we're looking at where these few postseason races that are yet to be wrapped up, where they're going to be leading. I know one team punched their ticket today. The uh, Blue Jays clinched a spot in the postseason due to the Orioles losing a game. Mathematics, those things coming into play. So that's one thing I'm looking at. Another thing, me and Andrew were talking about this off air also, but interesting race kind of brewing in the wild card in the NL. Kind of a surprising end to the season for the Philadelphia Phillies. Because really, I suspected, especially since they were able to get through such a large bulk of time without Bryce Harper, once they got Bryce Harper back, I figured, all right, once they're in right in the thick of the race, that they would really be able to turn it on. But it's really been the opposite for the Phillies. Coming down the stretch, they've lost 9 of 12. And now the Brewers... Milwaukee Brewers, a team that's been in around the postseason the last couple of years, team that has some good pitching. Maybe now the Brewers can sneak into the playoffs with the Phillies scuffling. There you go. It's Jeff Safford giving us some Major League Baseball takes here. Just a couple games left in the MLB regular season. A couple exciting playoff races still going. That'll do it for Hour 1.
Jeff, we might talk a little bit more baseball in hour two, but we got plenty else to get to in hour two here of Nuanez Now. I caught up with Greg Woods, the Idaho State football beat writer for the Idaho State Journal down there in Pocatello. We dissect everything that you need to know about this year's ISU football team with the Montana Grizzlies heading down there to Holt Arena to take on the Bengals this weekend. And Coulter Nuanez caught up with Scott Marsh, uh, play-by-play guy, great announcer there at UC Davis. The Montana State Bobcats host the Aggies in Bozeman for a primetime game this Saturday. So everything you need to know about Montana and Montana State's upcoming opponents coming up here in the second hour of Nuanez Now. So keep it tuned to that dial. Keep watching that ESPN MT app. We'll be back soon with more. Nuanez Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 